to talk to you from the subject this morning, purposeful worship. Purposeful worship. Worship that's filled with purpose. Uh, in other words, uh, uh, the reason why we, we worship. And one thing that I think I need to start out by mentioning the fact that there is a difference in coming to church and coming to worship. Amen. And I believe that's important that we understand because a lot of people every Sunday come to church. But for the most part, it's merely a handful that literally come to worship. And it becomes evident the difference of those that come to church and those that come to worship because those that come to church come looking for something. Amen. Those that come to church come looking for something. But those that come to worship come looking to give something. Amen. There's a difference in coming Far coming to get opposed to coming to give. There is a difference. There is a difference. If you don't get nothing else out of this message, at least get that part before you fall asleep. There's a difference in coming to church, coming to worship. And I've come to discover that a great number of people that fill the pews every Sunday seek to come to church. But very few come to worship. And that's okay, that's okay, that's okay, that's okay. I'm, I'm glad you're here. If you just, you just come to church because don't feel bad, you're not the only one that just, just, just came Came to, I'm talking to those of you that, that, that come to church on Sunday just to make sure your week goes right. Because, you know, a lot of folk, they, they, they come to church because they feel as if they miss church. Their week just don't go right. Started out right by going to church. And they ought to go right if we start out in church. Amen. I, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to, to those of you that go to church because that's what you do. Such a child, every Sunday morning, you don't know nothing to do but to get up and go to church. You used to be made to go to church, but you've been doing it so long that don't nobody have to make you no more. Because it's a regular routine that every Sunday morning, you get up and you go to church. I'm talking to those of you that can't keep up with the day of the week. <laughs> Unless you go to church. Let you miss a Sunday. And all the rest of your week, you can never keep up with what day it is simply because you don't go to church. Amen. I, 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 I'm talking to those that it's because of the person that's sitting next to you. That every Sunday, they make you get up and go to church. And what I've come to discover is not just kids that are made to get up and go to church. 
Amen. 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 But, but some of you, just to keep peace in the house, you didn't fuss, you didn't argue, you didn't want to, but you got up and you made your way to church. And I've discovered that various people have various reasons why we come to church. Amen. And the good news is that's all right. Whatever got you here, you're in the right place. Amen. You're in the right place. You're in the right place. But the problem is you've come to a place but you yet come to worship. Amen. And there is a difference. There is a difference. It's found right here in this text. In chapter 3, chapter 3 opens up with a lame man that the Bible describes who had been lame from his mother's birth. One that has never had the privilege of walking. As a toddler, he, 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 never, he never stood on his feet and never made a, made a step. As a man, he never, a teenager, he never ran track. He never played ball. As a grown man, he never stood up on his own two feet and taken a step. Because the Bible says... From his mother's womb, he was lame. And every day, he was taken to the gate of the temple. And he laid there asking for arms. Wasn't able to walk. When able to make a living for himself, and all he did every day was begged. Every day. And you know that just made good sense. Since he couldn't work, since he couldn't walk, that he would be somewhere begging. But look at where he does not go. He didn't go to the corner. Amen. He's, out, he's not at the gas station. He's not at the car wash. He's, he's, he's not at an intersection. But he's at the temple. He's at the place where the people of God would come to worship God. And I would say this morning that that's a good place to be. Because if there's any place that you ought to be able to go and get help, is that church. Amen. And be careful saying amen too loud because understand that people don't always have to come to this building. But since we are the church, every now and then, God will cause folk to walk up to you at the gas station, at a restaurant, and ask you for some help. And we say, no. Right. 
he, he's, 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 he's at the temple. He's at the gate of the temple. And what he knew is that as all the believers came to the temple, they had to pass by him. And he's sitting here with his hands out, looking for help. Every day, he's brought to the gate of the temple. And he sits there with his hands out, asking for help. And I just wonder today, how many of you have made your way to the church house seeking help? Amen. Because let the truth be told, this ought to be the place that you can come and find. If you couldn't go nowhere else, you ought to be able to come to the church and whatever it is you need, the church ought to be able to help and it's a sad church that won't help folk in need amen y'all he was at the right place because what he knew is that every day the people of God would come into the temple and he'd sit there with his hands out and he asked he asked for help and not like a lot of folk that are here today, the only reason you've come today is because you got your hand out. Amen. Because every Sunday, people pack the pews, not bringing anything, but looking for something. Amen. That's why we come to church. We don't come to church to leave here empty, but we come to church every Sunday. Look, you know, we get mad. We get mad, some of us, when we come to church and we leave like we came because we feel like and we believe every time we come into the house of God, we ought to get something. And that goes without saying. You should get something. When you come to the house of God, he comes day after day. He comes to the temple. He comes to the, to the doorway of the temple. Y'all look at this. He comes to the gate of the temple. Doesn't go inside, but he just waits at the gate because he knows that the church folk were going to pass him. And if there was any chance that he could get something to eat that day, if there was any chance that he can buy him some clothes, that he can get him something to drink that day, it would depend on the church helping. What's unfortunate is most of us we come, we come in, and we don't bring anything. We come with our hand out. Amen. Y'all, he stays on the outside looking for a handout. But we come in waiting, wishing, and wanting for something. But this particular day, 
The Bible says that as he sits at the beautiful gate, here comes Peter and John. And Peter and John saw him with his hands out and realized that he had a need. And y'all, that's important for us as believers that we understand that everybody that we encounter have a need. Amen. I said everybody that we encounter needs something. And what we need to understand, God has given us what they need, not for us. See, y'all, that's why it's so hard for some of us to get to bless, to be blessed like we want to, because we're so selfish. Everything God gives us, we think it's for us. Listen to Peter and John. Peter and John says to him, silver and gold have I none. And had that been some of us, we'd have put our hands down. <laughs> because let the truth be told, he sat there seeking money. And the truth about the matter is, if God doesn't bless us financially, most of us don't feel like we've been blessed. Amen. Because some reason we always like to wrap a dollar sign around what God calls a blessing and all blessings don't reveal to you money. Fact about it, that's why God won't give you no more money because if he give you any more, he know you'll stop coming. Amen. Yeah, he keeps some of us broke because we come in here because we know he'll supply our needs. But if we ever get to a point that we can take of ourselves, we'll stop coming. But this day comes Peter and John. And the text says, uh, Peter, Peter told him to look, at, to look at us. And he fastened his eyes on them. And, and Peter he grabbed him by his right hand and he, he picked him up. And the Bible says that he got strength in his legs and he got strength in his ankle. Y'all, what he found was more than he was looking for. Don't miss that. What he found was more than he was looking for. He came looking for money. But he found a healing. And let me tell you something. If there's ever a reason to rejoice, get healed. Amen. Amen. I thought I had a few more people in that because I know at some point we all been sick and we all trying to figure out what it's going to take to make me well. The pills ain't working. The doctor ain't working. What is I need to get well? And we ask somebody to pray for us and after prayer we start feeling better and a little more prayer we got to feel a whole lot better because that's what we need. Come here. Look at what happens. Don't miss this. Because after he's healed, what he does not do is run home. <laughs> because had it been some of us, and we never walked before, and now we looked and seen strong legs 
and solid feet, we'd have ran home. Told everybody, look at me. Look what done happened to me. Amen. Why? Because we like to show off. He doesn't run home. But the text says he goes in to the temple. Oh, it's time to shout right now, y'all, because what he realized is that they didn't heal me at home. I got healed at church, and now it's not time to go show everybody else, but it's time to go show the Lord, look at what you've done for me. Now I can walk. Now I can stand up right, not because of me, but because of you. Look at what he does. Look at what he does. The Bible says he leaps up and he follows them in the temple. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If God has done anything for you, when he gets up, He start doing something that he couldn't do before. When he gets up, he starts praising God like he never done before. If the Lord reaches down, picks you up, heals you, you ought to praise God. I don't understand, folk, that can come to church every Sunday and act like God ain't done nothing for Act like God ain't blessed. I don't understand, folk, that will sit in church like bumps on a log, never lift holy hands, never stand on your feet, never clap your hands, and God has been good. Don't miss this, y'all. His purpose for coming to church was for a handout. Amen. Because every day he came to church with his hands out. But then after the Lord blessed him, he went in the church and lifted his hands up. Oh, I stop to tell you, the real reason that God won't fill your hands is because You need to take the time to raise your hands to tell him thank you. Y'all, he came, he came to church, but when he went in, he started worshiping. Amen. He started worshiping. And what I, I believe, he didn't ask nobody, is it okay for me to clap my hands? Ask nobody, can I stand up in this church? But when he thought about what God had done, he didn't have to ask nobody. All he had to do was look at them old tired legs of his that now had strength. Look at them feet that can hold him up while he was jumping up and down, and he just praised God. I'm done, y'all. And so, and so, and so now he's gone from church to worship. 
And understand, y'all, worship is what we do when we get to church. Oh, somebody missed that. I said we come to church to receive. But when we worship, we come to praise. Amen. And I don't understand, folk, that no God did it. That no, it couldn't have been nobody else but God. It was no question about how you got it. It was no other possibility than God. He knew who healed him. It wasn't Peter and John. It was God. And the fact about it, if you expect God to do more for you, you ought to praise him some more. Let me tell you something. If God has done anything for you, I mean anything, don't take it for granted he woke you up this morning because somebody didn't wake up this morning. Don't take it for granted you got a refrigerator and cabinet full of food because some folk don't know what they're going to eat. Don't take it for granted that it took you an hour to decide what you're going to wear because some folk just had one outfit to choose from. If God has done anything for you, you ought to stand on your feet Lift up your hands and tell God, thank you. God is too good. And God doesn't have to do it. And just because he did it. Just because he did it. Then we can praise him. Sit down, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. He's worshiping. He's praising. And there's some church folk looking. And y'all know how we act when folks start doing stuff that we ain't used to. We look at them and we say, what's wrong with them? It's all because you don't understand. And we look at it and we say, it don't take all that. But what you don't realize, that not only does it take this, but it takes some more when I think about what God has done. Because if he gave me 10,000 years, I can praise him enough. We can never praise him enough because of his goodness. Church folk, and I know some of them went to the Church of Christ. I know we was there. Because look at what they do. They look at him and they recognize who he was. <laughs> and I can imagine some of the things they called him. You're going to preach my sermon. <laughs> I knew there wasn't nothing wrong with him anyway. <laughs> All this time. And then some of y'all want to go to him and say, give me my money back. 
Yeah, some of the church folk, they were looking at him and they were in amazement. And I can imagine using my sanctified imagination that they start whispering to each other. And some of them said, what's wrong with him? What are you doing all that jumping around for? Huh? I mean, people he ain't been able to walk forever. He ought to be happy. But ain't no reason to do all that. Because it don't take. So y'all, we act like we get mad when other folk get blessed. Hey man, we, 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 we act like we've been drinking haterade instead of coffee in the morning when folks stand up to give their testimony because we ain't got one. Let me tell you something. When your brothers and sisters been blessed, you need to rejoice with them because blessings flow. Blessings don't stay at you and blessings don't stay at you and you and you. But sooner or later, it's going to flow down to me too. And as long as we learn to... I'm done, y'all. Church folks sitting there looking at him, rolling their eyes. And the terminology used to describe them was they wonder and they were amazed. Trying to figure out. And you try to figure out. That they ain't making but $10 an hour. How they get a new car? I make 20. And I can't get nothing like that. That's what we, that's what church folk do. Is they look at people that have been blessed and that announce their blessings. And we don't look up to them. But we look down on them. Oh, how I wish that this text would have read that they began to praise God too because this man had been blessed. Because what you see is a miracle. And what you need to understand is when God starts providing miracles, then they keep on flowing. He, he's now healed. And when he comes to church... He has a purpose. Amen. Amen. He don't come to church just to come because that's what he does on Sunday. But now he comes to church to worship. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody because somebody's been coming too long and all you do is sit there and snooze and fight sleep and snooze and fight sleep and all you do is sit there and wait for your song to be sung and all you do is sit there and all you do is sit there and all you do is sit there with your hand out. Let me tell you something. When we, don't, when we come to worship, we don't come looking for a handout. We come lifting our hands up. And the reason we can lift our hands up is because before we got to church, we had our hands out. And God filled our hands up. He filled both of them up. So much so till they start overflowing and it wasn't rolling up. Pers- per- pers- uh, 
purposeful worship. Y'all, when we come to worship, we need to have a, we need to know why we come in. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We need to know why we come. Y'all, that's why we don't sit here and we don't, and we don't wait for the spirit to come. You know, I had to break, break some of the brethren up at, at, at where I, I go to church because based on what they taught, they were taught, they believe that you tarry till the Spirit comes. We don't have to tarry no more. We bring the Spirit here with us. And as soon as we come in, we ought not have to get primed up and pumped up and pushed up to praise God. We ought to come in. We ought to come in with a praise. On our lips. Stand to your feet this morning. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Y'all, we, we serve too great of a God. We serve too great of a God. And God has been too good to us not to give him what's due him. Let me tell you something, church. What we need to understand is that worship is about God. Let me say that again. Worship is about God. When we sing, we sing to God. When we pray, we pray to God. When we give, we give to God. When we commune, it's all about God. It's all about God. The only part of worship that's about us is the preach word. And y'all, we need it because it's the word of God that molds us and makes us to be what God wants us to be. Amen. Y'all, that's why Jesus died. So that we can be all that God wants us to be. And it comes through Jesus. Amen. I said he died so we can be what God wants us to be by us living in Jesus. You'll never be what God wants you to be outside of Jesus. Amen. Because you'll never know. You'll never know. You say, well, I read my Bible, but you don't understand. Amen. You don't understand. And the reason you don't understand, because the Bible is a love story written by a lover to the one he loved. And he does not love sin. Amen. And if you love sin, then you putting your place yourself in a place, in a place that you make it hard for God to get to you. He loves you, but he don't love what you're doing. And as long as you keep doing what you're doing, he can't bless you. He won't bless you. And he wants to bless you. Amen. Y'all, do you not realize God wants to do what we want him to do? He's just waiting for us to get in the right place. You ever heard of being at the right place at the right time? <laughs> now, you call it luck. But when it's the Lord working, it's called a blessing. Where is the right place? In the temple? In the house of God? At church. Let me just make it plain and clear. At church. And maybe you here. And that's all, it took all of you to get here this morning. I mean, you drug out of bed, and you drug. And you reached and finally found something to wear, and you just dragged, and, dragged, and you drug yourself 
in here this morning. And it took all of you to get here this morning. Well, you just came to church. Amen. Because you probably not raised your hands. You've probably not, because you're too tired. You're too tired. If it took that much for you to get here, you ain't doing no extra. You depending on God to do it all. But it's okay. You're in the right place. Because the day God can let you leave here with a new lease on life. Amen. Amen. And that's the good news today. Yeah, we can praise God. That's the good news that we don't have to leave how we came. So are you here today? Burdened down, weighed down. Cast your cares on him because he cares for you. Come to Jesus right now.